Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Horse with speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoof beats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. One Silver! Let go of Matt Douglas, editor of the Lawrenceville Daily Bugle, walked hesitatingly into the Lawrenceville Bank and sat down opposite John Lawrence, the bank president. I uh, suppose you've come about your loan, Matt. Yes, I have. Comes due in two weeks and find I'm short of cash right now. Came to ask you to give me another extension. Well, I'd like to, Matt. I'd like to very much. But I'm afraid that's asking the impossible. I don't see why. My newspaper's still running. We have a good circulation. I'm sure I'll be able to pay up the loan pretty soon. Now, look, Matt. There's no use in trying to fool ourselves. Sure, you've got a good circulation. But you know as well as I do that it can't do more than cover your expenses. It's advertising that gives you a profit. And all your advertisers have canceled. Dan Butler told them to cancel. That doesn't make any difference. Yeah. If you look the other way when Butler does something crooked, you get nice and fat and prosperous. But if you talk back to him the way I've been doing in my paper, he runs you out of business. 
I know that. Now, look, Matt. We're all for you. You know that. You run an honest newspaper, and we're proud of it. But what can we do? You can stand up on your hind legs and tell him off, can't you? You know I can't. Dan Butler owns this bank. I have to do what he tells me to keep my job. He owns a freight line. He's got his fingers in just about everything in town. Yeah, I know that. We'd like to help you, all of us. I'd renew your loan in a minute if I had my way. But we don't dare. Uh, well, I guess I was asking too much. So long. Here, goodbye, Matt. Oh, uh, by the way. Hmm? Just one more thing. Yeah? I'd like to shake your hand. You're a brave man. Thanks. Matt Douglas walked back toward the newspaper office, his head bowed, his mind seething with bitter thoughts. That's you, Dad? Yeah. Just finishing up this last line of type. Got the extension all right, didn't you? No. You can't mean they turned you down, Dan. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we can't just let him take over. What can we do? He's even got a man ready to edit the paper when we leave. Yeah. But most of the people in town are on our side. They won't sit by and let... The people. That's the answer. The answer to what? Don't you see, Dan? We can't raise all the money ourselves in two weeks. But if the people here each put in a little bit, we'd have more than enough. You mean organize a company and sell stock? Yeah. Then it'll really be the people's newspaper. They'll own it. You remember what Mr. Lincoln said, Dad. Buy the people and for the people. We can use that for a slogan. Now, hold on. That all sounds very pretty. But what makes you think Dan Butler will sit by and let us do it? I think we can make him. And we can get started tomorrow. Are you game, Dad? Well, we haven't anything to lose, that's certain. What's your plan? The next day's paper set the town buzzing just as Bob had predicted. Everyone talked about a coming mass meeting, trying to figure out why it was called and who the speakers would be. The paper aroused interest in other places, too. In a camp hidden high in the hills, the Lone Ranger was looking at a copy Tonto had brought from town. Hmm. Now, this is curious, Tonto. A call for a mass meeting, but without giving the reason for it. Did you hear anything more about it when you were in town this afternoon? No, Camus, Hummy. Me go in those paper office, yeah. editor not talk, not let me see files. And you weren't able to get the information we wanted on Butler? No. I'll have to try it again, Toto. I feel certain that somewhere in those files is information which will help us prove that Butler's the man we're looking for. Oh, me hear other talk. Huh? Douglas try renew loan. Bank say no. Paper close in two weeks. When did that happen? Uh, Douglas find out yesterday. And now there's this mysterious mass meeting for tonight. There must be some connection between the paper and this meeting... Maybe the people in town are getting together to back up the paper. I hope so. Well, you think maybe Butler caused trouble? It's very possible. If he does, Douglas will need all the help he can get. Tonto, we'd better attend that meeting tonight. 
By evening, excitement ran high through the town, and a curious crowd began to gather in front of the newspaper office. The Lone Ranger, disguised as a cattleman, arrived with Tonto around eight, and they were soon part of a crowd that was packed tightly around an improvised platform erected on the sidewalk. Only Dan Butler and his right-hand man, Tom Stone, sitting on the balcony of the mansion house across the way, seemed unmoved as Matt Douglas climbed upon the platform. Let her quiet, folks. Quiet. Let him talk. Let's hear what he's got to say. Quiet down there. I know you've all been wondering why this meeting was called. We couldn't tell you before because it wouldn't have been fair to tell the story until all of you had a chance to hear it. This is your town, and everything that goes on here is your business. Quiet. I've printed the newspaper on that same principle. I've printed the things you've had a right to know. And a lot of things that nobody's interested in. What's to learn how to run a newspaper? I'll give him a chance to talk. Hey, let him say his piece. That doesn't bother me, folks. I think you all know I've had more than my share of opposition in this town. Well, now, folks, I've tried to make the paper your voice, but I don't have the money to run it anymore. Unless there's money, the paper is finished in two weeks. Now, there is a way to keep the paper going, and we think it's a good one, and that is for all of you to share in its ownership. We can set up a company and sell shares in it. Just a few dollars from each of you will put the paper back on its feet and make you part owner. What do you say? I say he's a crook. It's a scheme for grabbing our money. Yeah. The paper's on the rocks and he knows it. Are we going to let him get away with it? Let's get it. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Douglas is right. Who said that? I did. Yeah? Come over here, mister. No one in the crowd knew that the tall, lean man pushing toward the platform was the Lone Ranger in disguise. A hush fell over the street as he neared the platform to face Butler's henchman. Now, just a minute there. You don't live in this town. That's right. And what's your game? You're working for Douglas? No, he's working for me. And for everyone in this territory by putting out an honest newspaper. And I'll stand back of him. With guns if I have to. Hey, that's a sample, folks. If a stranger is willing to back me, how about the rest of it? I'm not asking for money right now. All you have to do is sign these pledges and pay before the first of the month. I'll sign one. Now, look, Mr. Butler, you can't go blaming us for what happened out there. We tried I'm not to... blaming you. You couldn't have done anything else right then. But now we got to finish the job. How do you mean? Those jellyfish on the street are pretty brave right now because they're in a mob. They won't be so high and mighty later on when they're home alone. Oh, I get it. <laughs> uh, take the boys out tonight. Visit some of our more solid citizens. Knock them around a bit. Maybe break up their stores. Uh-huh. You don't have to rough up too many. The word will get around in the morning. And nobody will be paying for those pledges they gave to Douglas. Right. How about that stranger who talked out a turn out there? Oh, uh, I knew you'd want to see him, boss, but 
When we looked for him later, he plumb disappeared. Well, keep looking. I want to talk to that hombre. The stranger had indeed disappeared. As soon as the people began crowding around the platform to sign the pledges, the Lone Ranger slipped away and rejoined Tonto. In a secluded spot, he quickly removed his disguise and put on his mask. Him make fine speech, Kimasabi. Douglas, keep paper now. No, he's nothing to clear yet, Tonto. Butler won't give up that easily. Since I kept him from breaking up the meeting, I'm sure he'll try something else. Oh, what we do? We'll keep an eye on Butler's gunman. If there's any dirty work, they'll do it. Later that evening, Chuck and his men walked out of the mansion house. All right, boys. Wound up unless be on our way. We got work to do. Steady, fella. Where to first, Chuck? Kind of hankering to get after that lavery hombre. That's a good idea. I noticed he couldn't hardly wait for the stranger to finish talking before he was in there grabbing for that stock paper. He'll fix him so as he won't be in such a hurry the next time. And we'll take care of a few other gents around town who are getting a little big for their britches. (laughs) Remember, I don't want no more noise than we have to make. The sheriff's liable to come back to town any time now. We don't want him interfering. Right. Here's Lavery's store. Oh, 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 oh. Steady, boy. Hold up, please, two hombres. Goodbye. Ah, what's the difference? Told you we don't want nobody to know what we're going to... Hey, they're stopping. Wonder if they were following us. You three stay in the shadows. I'll handle this. Hey, you. You got any reason for stopping here? If you haven't, why just... Hey, what's the idea of wearing a mask? Don't reach for that gun. What do you want? The man who lives here was one of those who signed up to support the newspaper... You came here to beat him up, didn't you? What of it? What business is it of yours? I'm making it my business. Leave him alone. And you sure talk big, mister. Seems how there's four of us and only two of you. Besides, my boys have got you covered right now. Maybe you better go back to Douglas and take some more lessons. You're not doing so well. Oh, maybe this will do better. There. Let go of me. Back up the rest of you. <laughs> Any bullets you aim at me will go through your leader first. Don't shoot, boys. He's using me for a shield. Spread out, boys. No, you not move. Me got gun, too. Let go of me. Tell your men to drop their guns. Do as he says, boys. All right. Me get guns. Go back to the mansion house. <laughs> tell Butler if he tries to interfere with this newspaper again, he'll regret it. I'll tell him. And I'll tell you something, too. Next time we meet, there's going to be lead flying, and you're going to be on the receiving end of it. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. The next morning, Editor Douglas and his son, Bob, waited in the newspaper office for the townspeople to pay for the stock they had promised to buy the previous evening. But no one entered the little office. Matt Douglas was bitter as he turned to his son. Well, I guess that's the answer, Bob. We can't expect anybody to come in here as long as Butler's gunmen are hanging around outside. We'll find some way out, Dad, you'll see. <sighs> Meantime, let's lock up and go home for lunch. I'm hungry. Yeah, we might as well. Morning, Douglas. Leaving so soon? Now listen here, you... Easy there, son. There's nothing he'd like better than to get you into a fight. Well, now, I don't know. You got an idea like that. But, uh... I did notice you don't pack an iron, Bob. What's the matter? Doesn't it match that pretty vest you're wearing? Oh, speaking of irons, Chuck, is that a new one? People are saying you let someone take yours away from you last night. Where did you hear that? That masked man told you, hmm? There are a lot of people who hadn't gone to bed yet when you rode out to Lavery's last night. They they said it was as good as a play. Get that masked man. I'll fix him so he won't play any more tricks. Matt Douglas felt a little better as he and Bob walked home. But that mood turned to astonishment when they entered the house. Who's that? What? A masked man. The door was unlocked, so I took the liberty of walking in. I want to talk to you, Douglas. Say, are you the masked man who made a monkey out of Chuck Conlon and his gang last night? That's right. Mister, I want to shake your hand. Anyone who can stand up to Butler and his gunman is a friend of mine. That goes for me, too. <laughs> Thanks. Somehow, you don't look like an outlaw to me. I'm not. Well, I'll take your word for it. So you don't have to wear your mask in here. Take it off and sit down to lunch with us. What's your name, mister? I'll keep the mask on if you don't mind. Well, that's up to you. What you say your name was? The only name that matters around here is the one your newspaper carries. Isn't that right? Well, yes, but... I want to help you keep your newspaper alive. Now, if Butler succeeds in driving you out of town, he'll very likely start a paper of his own, and you know what kind that will be. <laughs> the town people were willing to back you last night, but I hear they're afraid to come into your office to pay up while those gunmen are standing around outside. Yes, none of whom come in this morning. I don't know what to do. Well, I do, Dad. We'll do a series of articles showing how crooked Butler really is. Uh, you will, huh? You can save yourself a lot of time and ammunition by not doing it. We'll take our chances on that. We'll start on him today. Late that afternoon, Chuck Conlin dashed excitedly into Butler's office at the mansion house. You want me to go over and tear that newspaper off the park, boss? After what they said, paper. Look there. Editorial. Right smack in the middle of the first page. Yes, I see it. Looks like we didn't make enough of an impression on Douglas. We ought to go back there and knock him around a little. You can't let him get away with calling your crook straight out. You're right, Jack. Our friend Douglas will have to be taught a lesson. That's the way I like to hear you talk. Get some of the boys together as soon as it gets dark. And then we'll go calling. <laughs> Matt Douglas and his son followed their usual practice of returning to the office each evening to set type. 
They were hard at work when... Just a minute. I'm coming. Butler, what do you want? Get out of the way. We're coming in. Where is it, Paul? It's me, Douglas. I got nothing to say to you, Butler. Get out. You'll have a lot less to say before I'm through with you. Come in, boys, and shut the door. Better pull the shades down, too. Right, boss. Hustle it up, boys. Come on. If you're trying to scare me off, Butler, it won't work. You should have found that out last night. You had the stranger back in your play then. You're alone now. You won't get away so easy. Start wrecking the place, boys. All right, fellas. I warned you not to try anything else, Butler. Quit. Get your hands up, all of you. Mask, man. What are you doing here? I knew there'd be trouble when I read today's paper. Looks as if I came just in time. Take their guns, Bob. No, walk behind them so you won't be in the line of fire. Yes, sir. You've been running things your own way too long, Butler. It's about time the decent people of this town got back into the saddle. That sounds good, coming from an outlaw. He's not an outlaw. Never mind, Bob. March these men over to the sheriff's office. Yes, sir. Tunnel's outside the door. He'll go with you. All right, the rest of you get moving. No, you don't. Fire. You don't. I'll get you for these. Not this time. Stand back, the rest of you. I'll shoot the first man to move. Oh. You did it. You knocked him out. All right, two of you pick him up and take him with you. You heard what he said. Get moving. Oh, wait a minute. What's the matter? He. He was wearing a wig. Yes. All right. You can take him away now. I'll pick him up. Come on, now. Well, you certainly came in the nick of time. There was no trick to that. Butler was bound to come after you tonight, after you printed that editorial about him. And we'll print another one tomorrow. You may not have to. I think I finally found what I was looking for. Oh, when did Butler come to town? About three years ago. Nobody knew where he came from, but he had over $50,000 with him, so they didn't ask too many questions. 50000 Can you remember the exact date? No, but I can look it up for you in a minute. I've got all the back issues filed right here. Oh, good. I remember we had a front-page story about him. Big-time Easterner coming to settle in our town and all the rest of it. It was a big story. Shouldn't be hard to find. Yeah. Here it is, October 12th. Let me see it, will you? Hmm. Oh, fine, thanks. Let me see. You don't give much information. Well, he didn't say much. We found out about the money later, when he built the mansion house. Why? The date is just about right. Oh, uh, Douglas, I want you to leave out that story on Butler tomorrow and uh, run one for me instead. Will you do it? Well, I don't know. What's your idea? I want to set a trap for Butler. Mister, if you're after Butler, that's all I want to know. What do you want to say? Despite Bob Douglas' protests... Butler and his men were released with only a reprimand. But even this rankled, and Butler spent most of the next day with Tom Stone, his right-hand man, making plans to get even. He opened his door only to allow Chuck to bring in the day's paper. Well, your troubles are over, boss. I guess Douglas learned his lesson after all. Let me see that paper. Give me a copy, too, Chuck. Sure, I'll be right back. Looks as if Chuck was right. Nothing at all about me. If he keeps written papers like that for the rest of the week, you won't have nothing to worry about. You take over the paper and he has to leave town. Yeah. We'll give him a nice send-off. Wait a minute. What's this? 
What's hit you, Dan? You turned pale all of a sudden. Listen to this. It says we have received word that John Lansing, United States Marshal at Denver... Marshal Lansing? Shut up and listen. John Lansing, United States Marshal at Denver, will come to our town tonight for an indefinite stay. Marshal coming here? How do you know? He can't be after us. We covered our trail too well. But you can't be sure. We'd better get out of here. I'm not leaving till I am sure. Are you crazy? Even if he isn't after us, he'll find out. You know Lansing never does things halfway. Uh, here's our chance. He's coming by train. Gets around here about seven tonight. Uh, the only way to keep Lansing from seeing us is to close his eyes with lead. We can't do it after he comes to town. There'll be too many questions. There'll be too many questions no matter where it happened. Not if there was a train robbery and the marshal was killed accidentally. Say, that's an idea. It's four o'clock now. That gives us three hours to get ready. All right, let's get started. Butler assembled his men hurriedly. Then they rode along the railroad track to select the most likely place for the holdup. All preparations were made as quickly as possible. As he gave the men their final instructions, a whistle in the distance warned Butler that the train was approaching. Yes, he is right on schedule. You all know what you're supposed to do. All right, sir. All right, then. Chuck, take your men and get down that gully. Remember, if the engineer won't stop the train... Shoot the kill. I got it. Let's go, boys. Get up. Get up. Oh. Got everything you need to handle the express car, hey? You don't think I lost my touch, do you? All right, let's go. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Say, Tom. Yeah? I'm depending on you. You mean we both are. But don't worry, I'll do something to give you a chance to shoot the marshal. Nobody will suspect a thing. Stop that train. Don't shoot. Hey, stop it. Surround the car. Don't let anybody get away. All right, let's get him. Stay right in your seats, folks. Don't move. What this is? Come on in, Butler. It's a trap. They all got rifles. Before Butler and his men could recover from their surprise, they were surrounded and disarmed by other armed men who had been hidden in the express car. Take off that mask, Butler or Collins. That's your right handle. I'm arresting you for train robbery. I thought you that... thought Marshal Lansing would be on this train. <laughs> That's what you were supposed to think. That story was re- you read was a fake. Don't worry. You'll see Marshal Lansing all right when we send you back to Denver to stand trial. This was your work. You trapped me. You trapped yourself, Butler, when you came here three years ago, right after you held up the Denver Express. That $50,000 you brought here was the same amount you took from the train. I've got to hand it to you, Butler. Your disguise was perfect. I wouldn't have connected you with that robbery if the masked man hadn't pulled that false hair off you when you jumped him last night. May bring horses, Kimisabi. Good. I still wasn't sure... But when he said he'd make you prove you were a train robber, I decided to go along with it. I took the posse down to the junction and put him aboard the train. And I fell for it. I should have known better than to get mixed up with that masked man. He's... See, where is he? Uh, he was here a minute ago. He must have gotten off. Were you trying to find out who he is? It don't matter. It's too late now. Well, I don't mind telling you. You made the mistake of tangling with the Lone Ranger.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. 